0: The Power of the Word is brought to you each week by the support of our partners and friends. Last week on Power of the Word. They, they get over there in James where it says, be not many masters for teachers for knowing you shall receive the greater condemnation. In other words, he's saying don't assume the role of a teacher if you're not supposed to be there. That's, that's you know, a rendering of it. And they said to me, he said, don't you know that you're going to be responsible for everything you say? And I said, well, don't you know? You're going to be responsible for everything I say too. If God told me to say it. So don't just, you know, that that buggy goes both ways. You understand what I'm saying? See, so it's not just the responsibility of the speaker. It's the responsibility of the hearer. And it does truly go both ways. So God does raise up people to talk but we have to be discerning enough to understand, should we listen or should we not? Words are powerful. In fact, the course for your life is set in emotion motion through your words. In this dynamic book, Dr. King shares the importance of controlling the words you speak. You'll learn how to apply faith through what you say, control your words, thoughts, and attitudes, overcome your problems by declaring the truth of scripture, and create an atmosphere of faith in your life. To get your copy of Speaking Faith-Filled Words by Dr. Ed King for only $14, visit us at poweroftheword.com or call us at 1-800-956-4433. Set the path for your life today by Speaking Faith-Filled Words. God is not mocked. Now, now, remember, the mocking God is to believe that whatsoever man sows, he won't reap. That's mocking God. See, it's, it's mocking God to believe you're special. It's mocking God to believe there's no consequence for bad behavior. That's exactly what it means. See, that's the mock. God, he said, God's not mocked. It'll catch you. Well, it didn't catch me yet. Well, it will. You just give it time. Let me tell you something about God. He may be long suffering, but he's not infinitely suffering. God may not settle up on Friday, but He'll settle. both positively and negatively. When you sow your seed in God and you believe God and you trust God for a harvest and you do scriptural things, he's not mocked. He'll bring it to you. So it's not just negative we're talking about here. God will get it to you. You trust God, you'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret trusting God. Well, it looks like everybody's getting ahead of it. No, no. In God's timing, in God's way, he's going to do things for you you've never seen the likes of. No seed you've sown in Christ, no seed you've sown in God that was had faith attached to it will ever go without a harvest. None of them. I May mean, they get a little while to get it, but they all come up. Believe me, that's why you just gotta get a lot of seed in the ground. That way, you get it all the time. Cast your bread on the water, for you'll receive it after many days. It'll come back on every wave. You get enough on the water, you don't have any fruitless waves. It's all bearing everywhere. Amen. You can look up all the scriptures for You can find it in Ecclesiastes, but Galatians three six three. For if a man, now, this is talking about God's not mocked, okay? And, and I, I told you how that works, that to think you can sow and there not be consequence is mocking God. Now, notice here in verse 3, same chapter, if a man think himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceiveth himself. So there's a self-deception that takes place. I'm talking about be not deceived, and the self deception believes that you're exceptional. No consequence for me. Hmm. That's self deception there. Oh, when you think yourself to be something, something what? Something special. Something different. Doesn't mean me, means everybody else, just doesn't mean me. Oh, really? He deceives himself. So see, deception is not always something that's imposed on us by somebody else. A lot of it is disposed. Uh, it, it it comes upon us because we, we lie to ourselves. It's the self-lie. It's rationalization that takes us there. Rationalization is you lying to you so you can do what you wanted to do anyway. Well, I really needed that new Corvette. Don't look at me in that self-righteous tone of voice. No, the truth is you wanted it. You don't need it. Because if you needed it, you'd get an SUV or a minivan or something. But who needs that? You get what I'm talking about? We know there, don't we? We know this stuff. We know how it works. Amen. So deception is one of Satan's greatest weapons or one of his greatest Strategies. We can be self-deceived, we can be seduced or persuaded, we can be tricked through cunning or craftiness, we can be self-deceived, or we can be deceived if we're immature. Be not children. You've got to outgrow your nonsense. You do. You really, really do. Amen. And uh, we can be deceived because we're not seasoned. What I mean seasoned, you just hadn't lived it long enough. Or you hadn't done it enough. That's why in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Well, I don't listen to anybody else. I'm led by God. Well, you're not led by God if you listen to nobody else. I hate to tell you that. Because God said in the multitude of counselors are safety. So if you don't listen to anybody, you're not bled by God. Well, I don't want anybody telling me what I don't want to hear. That's why you don't have counsel because you're stubborn. Isn't that right, Nora? Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I heard her. I know you're looking. I saw you. I just ask you for A nod or an amen I didn't wasn't trying to direct that anywhere her mother told me her mother told me she said that is the stubbornest girl I have ever seen in my whole life I said well amen (laughs) but stubbornness had has has altered and it's turned into determination so stubbornness is good if you alter it if you live by it it'll kill you stubbornness won't listen to anybody about anything determination is is willingness to overcome obstacles in the face of difficulty and they are completely different stubbornness is a huge liability determination is a great asset so we laugh about that that's the reason i even brought it up because we laugh about it amen Nora's a wonderful determined person she's good she has a lot of strength to me you follow? So I say that. You wouldn't bring it up if you didn't think you could get by with it, so it's not a criticism. It's just something we laugh about. Amen? So deception is one of Satan's greatest weapons. We find in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 12, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. See, you can think you're okay. And if you don't evaluate what you're doing, you've got to evaluate decisions. You're going to make life changing decisions. You're going to buy a new house. You're going to make a career change. You're going to move your family across the country. I don't care. You need to consider what you're doing. Big decisions require big guidance. You just don't do it on a, f- a whim or flippantly. You think about what you're doing. And let me tell you something. The older you get, the less options you have your life is like a funnel and back here when you're young and you're just you know footloose and fancy free you can just do about any old thing you want to do but when that career path starts tightening down on you and that family starts tightening down on you and your responsibilities start tightening down on you and all these things that you used to be able to do with no consequence now you can't do them. And you better keep your life headed in the right way. And your life is eventually going to get to where there is a path. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way. Your life choices and decisions will get narrower and narrower the longer you live and the older you get. And you need to know that. And that's why you need to make the right decisions at the right time in life. Early, you can get by with some things. Later, not as easy. I'm not being negative. I'm telling you the truth. That's one of the reasons that we get into deception, because we're not seasoned about how to live life. Somebody with some insight and wisdom telling you what I'm telling you now can save you miles and years of heartache. Years of it. But you know the sad thing about it, many of our older people that ought to be advising our younger people, they don't know it either. For whatever reason. So you don't just take counsel from anybody. Amen. I said amen. So God will help us, but he wants us to do our part. I got to hurry here. Mark 12. And Jesus, verse 24, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Do ye not therefore err, because ye you know not the Scriptures, nor the power of God? Now, there's two things there. First is the Scripture, and second is the power of God. And you need to know both. But the Bible says the reason that we get into error is because we don't know the Word of God. Now, deception comes by just knowing, not knowing what the Bible says. Now, if you are a Bible reader, you're going to save yourself a lot of heartache in life. You really, really, really will. But you need to go beyond just being a reader. You need to be a Bible student. You really do. And you need to, you need to let the commentary of the Bible, let it be its own commentary, compare Scripture with Scripture, just seeing things. You, your Bible needs to be your best friend. Mark that thing up. Live your life in it. Put your notes in it. Put your life, put your heart in that book. It is your best friend. And live your life by that. Not by the priest. Not by the prophet. Not by your denomination. There are denominations right now being split down the middle over moral issues that ought not be even brought up. And there are people tossed to and fro. Which way do we go? Which way do we think? How do we go? you got to think this way. Because they're not going to necessarily lead you the right way. If the blind lead the blind, they both fall in a the ditch. They don't know where they're going. And you want them to tell you where you used to go? you got to make choices for your life. The only one you're going to give an account for when it's all said and done is you. And then you let somebody like that tell you how to live your life. They don't even know how to live their life. And they're supposed to be telling me how to live my life. I don't think so. And if when I'm dead and gone and this church goes into its future and when it's all over for me, if I can leave you with one thing, you be a student of the word of God and you'll, I'll see you on the other side. Anything else I don't have any confidence in. <laughs> Nothing. These denominations won't get you there. These pastors and preachers won't necessarily get you They might. You've got to judge what they say according to Scripture. You just have to, guys. It's, it's all you got. I'm talking about being not deceived. Not their opinion. What thus saith the Lord... Amen. He sent his word and healed them. As the word goes out, it heals the hurting, mends the wounded, uplifts the weak, and nurtures the hungry. Through power of the word, we are taking that healing message of hope to all the world to change lives every day and make a difference for the kingdom of God. Partner with us and help change lives. Paul said that when you partner with a ministry, the grace that's on that ministry begins to be the grace that comes on you. As you're faithful, we know you will see God change your life as well. We have several ways you can give. Go to PowerOfTheWord.com. Call us at 1-800-956-4433 or text the word GIVE to 1-865-978. we find in Acts 17 verse 11 and these were more noble than those in thessalonica in that they received the word of god with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so you know what they did they heard sermons and then they looked in the book to see if it's the truth you don't just take it because i said it if i'm preaching to you some other book don't listen to what i'm saying If it's just my opinion, don't pay any attention to it. But if it's what thus saith the Lord, you're stuck with that part. You're stuck with that part. You hear me? I'm not scolding you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you how to not be deceived. This is how it works. Amen? So the priest, the pastor, the preacher, the teacher, the denomination, your traditions, an apostle, it's not enough we're all going to be judged by the book, by the book. You know, there's a passage over here. I'm not going to read it out of the King James for time's sake. And, I, I want to, and, and And when I put this in here, I put it in here as an afterthought because the Lord reminded me I needed to put it in here. So I'm going to read it. Is that all right? But you see here in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 2, Paul said this. He said, I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy. See, he was a mentor. He was a teacher. He was direct. Follow me as I follow Christ. That's what he said. So he said, "I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy, because I have promised you to one husband, Bride of Christ, to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I'm afraid that even as the serpent beguiled Eve, deception." He said, the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning. Your minds may be corrupted and led away from the simplicity of your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So he said, I'm jealous for you because I don't want a bunch of other people corrupting you. You remember Jesus when he was at Jerusalem? He said, I would have taken you as a hen takes her chicks and I would have drawn you to me. He wants to protect you. Your protection's right here, right here. It's not out there. It's right here, right here. This is your protection, right here. Okay, he said, uh, uh, "The serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning. Your mind may be corrupted and led away from the simplicity. Led away, led away, led away. Remember the definitions for deceive." That away from the simplicity of your sincere and pure devotion to 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 Christ. Now listen, for you seem willingly to allow it. See, his jealousy was because there was somebody two time in here. We got an intruder. I'm jealous with you because I know what they're going to do to you. I know what they're going to do to you. I know what's coming entice you, brag on you, compliment you, persuade you? Hmm. You seem willing to allow it. If one comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we've not preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you receive, or a different gospel from the one you've accepted, listen, you tolerate all this beautifully, welcoming the deception. You got to allow it before it happens. But you got to know how to prevent it. That's what I'm talking to you about the word. You know, when I put this sermon together, (laughs) it was really easy to put together. All night long, I'm talking about for about six hours, I was in and out of sleep before I put this sermon together. And, And the whole night, God dealt with me about this. The whole night. It's not in question what I'm preaching what he wanted. I mean I'd have had to just absolutely be brain dead to not get this. The whole night. That's all he talked about. That's all he talked about. That's all he talked. Sermons don't usually come like that. I mean it was absolutely clear you got to preach this. So I am. Now uh, Galatians six, or one rather, verse six. I'm about done. Look at your neighbor and say, "He said that stuff before. Go ahead and tell him. <laughs> uh, Galatians 1.6, I marvel that you were so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel. See, that's what Paul was saying um, to the church there in Corinth. He said, there's this other thing going on, and you get removed from it. Removed, Deceived. Stray away, Hmm. which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and should pervert the gospel. So there's some people who have a perverted gospel. Universalism, all roads lead to Christ. That's a perverted gospel. Sin without consequence, that's a perverted gospel. That's not the true gospel. There is a gospel, but there are also perverted gospels. But though we are an angel from heaven, anybody, priest, apostle, pastor, teacher, anybody, but we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto that which uh, we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. So he said the consequence for preaching another gospel is to be accursed. You know what that means, don't you? It means to go to hell. (laughs) That's what that means. That's what another gospel will do. That's the end result of it. But he said uh, verse eleven, but I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached uh was preached of me is not after man. So we preach this gospel according to the scripture. We don't have another gospel, we don't have another story. So deception is all kept out of our life if we stay true to the Bible. True to Scripture. Well, I don't understand all the Scriptures. No, I don't either. I'm working at it. I understand more than I used to. Now, there are some, and they're young in the faith, and they've got a zeal for God, and they want to judge the seasoned ones as maybe not being on the gospel or in the gospel because they're new at it, and they don't have full revelation of it. And that's okay when we're growing. That's why you have to put your trust in people who have lived this out a while before you. That have not deviated from it, but stay true to it. Now, if I come in here and start preaching to you a bunch of nonsense, poems and promises and Pollyannas, you don't have to pay any attention to that. And you shouldn't. But in 45 years, I've never done that. I preach to you out of this book, and I preach it every time. There's no exceptions. And I do it intentionally. Well, you could say these things without using the verses. I could, but then you wouldn't know it. It's more work to bring you the scriptures than it is just to quote stuff. Why? Because I want you to know it. I want it to be as much in you as it is in me. Because then we're safe. Would you agree? See, these are the things, guys. When there's a world out there that Jesus warned us against, don't be deceived because there's a lot of deception on every side. It's going to be here. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. You can even be self-deceived. You can even believe you're right when you're not. There's a lot of that goes on. You have to measure your life according to the Scripture. He said you do err not knowing the Scripture, nor the power of God. Now, you know what that means? You better build a real close relationship with the Holy Spirit because there are people who will even misuse Scripture. And the power of discernment lets you know it for what it is. We went in a church. It's been many years ago now, but we went there as a little outing. We took some people from the church here and we went to this church because we wanted to observe some things about their music. And so we took a team and we went. Now, this has been many years ago now. When we came out of that church, I told Nora, I said, there's something wrong in this church. There's something really bad wrong in this church. I said, there's adultery in this house. Remember I told you that? Well. While later, it all came to the surface. And I was not wrong. It all played out in spades. See, so you err not knowing the Scripture nor the person of the Holy Spirit. See, I didn't have a Scripture for that, but I got the Holy Spirit in me. And you can sense this. This is real. And it all proved to be, be so. And I'm not talking about just, you know, trying to pick. We went to, we went there to learn. We didn't go there to criticize. We weren't there as the critics. But it hits us in the face when we're there. And you got to be smart enough to listen. Amen. Well, I'm not sure. Well, then don't say anything. most amazing things that we can even think about or comprehend is this Creator God came to this earth in the form of a baby. And he was born in a little stable laid in a manger in a little town called Bethlehem. And that's Jesus Christ who came to this earth to redeem you. He gave his life as a ransom for many. If you'll come to him, to as many as come to him, he will in no wise cast out. Come to Him now, give your life to Him. Make Him the Lord of your life, you'll never regret it. Your eternity is too important to take a chance. This is the most important thing you could ever do. Pray this prayer with me, say, Jesus, I take you as my Lord and Savior. I give my life to you. I believe you are the Savior. I believe you to be my Savior. I submit to you, I surrender to you, come into me. Now, if you prayed that prayer, and know you meant it. You wouldn't pray a prayer like that and not mean it. Let us know here at Power of the Word because we love you. We care about you. We've enjoyed being with you. Until next time, God bless you.